32nd episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Town Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I'm a graduate of that program, not a student. And if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. Now, before we get into this, this is going to be an intense podcast. There are just too many clips. This was very difficult to pick the clips. I made an experiment sort of of sorts and covered three primetime shows last week, which proved to be absolutely daunting because there's so much more going on in the primetime shows than say Fox and Friends. So it was very difficult to keep up with the pace, but I did, which is why the podcast is coming out so late this week. However, I discovered a gem that I sort of discussed this a little bit on Twitter tonight in that um, Tucker had a guest. She appeared for all of three minutes. She was part of Tucker Carlson Today, his interview show. I was intrigued by her. Um, I started searching for stuff about her couldn't find anything was kind of a black hole which just made me want to search more and I discovered some fairly sinister dark things about this woman and what she was promoting and that will be the podcast for tomorrow that's also part of the reason why this was late I spent a lot of time on that and then had to pull myself out of that rabbit hole and say make this a separate podcast this is too much for one I I, that's all I want to tell you. Again, it was a three-minute appearance on Tucker Carlson tonight last week, and I was just like, what's going on here? <laughs> I just had an, like that tingly, that spidey sense in me of like something is not right, and I was right. Um, my gut instinct was correct, and I listened to a lot of disturbing stuff uh, the past couple of days. So let's just get into this. I'm going to be editing this as I record it. This is what we call a one-woman show, and when I say one-woman show, I mean I do everything from watch 15 hours of Fox News plus five hours of PBS NewsHour, pull clips from it, stick it on Twitter, write this crazy newsletter, which is always almost too long for Substack, and then I also record this and podcast and mix it and all of it, edit it, all of it. Um, I just also want to say very quickly that this is a grant that is funding this project and the grant will run out um, and we are looking for a home for Decoding Fox News. Um, if anyone knows of any place that might be a good fit for Decoding Fox News, I would love to hear it. If not, we'll just see what my future holds for me. I love covering extremism. Uh, believe it or not, this is actually a fascinating beat, even though I do have to sit through a lot of Tucker Carlson. I'd also like to add that this uh, this entire project started from the ground zero with no marketing budget, no help from a larger media company, and it's gotten much bigger than I think anybody thought it would. And I'm very happy about that. And um, your support as a listener means the world to me and as a reader. Thank you so much. So let's go. Here we go. Fox News. This is the headline. Fox News, a hurricane hit Florida, Tucker Carlson goes full Kremlin, and fascism is awesome. A condensed overview of 15 hours of Fox News for the week ending October 2nd, 2022. The average Fox News viewer last week might think that fascism was the perfect fit for the United States. 
that climate change was a huge conspiracy cooked up by crazed communists and that President Biden covertly destroyed a Russian pipeline. A fan of the network might not realize that Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, was interviewed by the January 6th committee or that jury selection had begun in the seditious conspiracy trial of Stuart Rhodes, the leader of a hate group known as the Oath Keepers, or that the Cuban people voted to legalize same-sex marriage and adoption. Those are stories that were not included on Fox News. They've got plenty more than that one, too. This past week was the week of the bogus expert. Since Hurricane Ian dominated so much of the news cycle, nearly every guest on Fox News magically became a climate scientist overnight. Fox News was working overtime to convince their viewers that they had nothing to fear in terms of a warming planet or more extreme weather events. The shows I covered last week were Tucker Carlson Tonight, Hannity, and The Ingram Angle. And I probably will never do that again because I nearly... <laughs> it was way too hard. <laughs> to do three primetime shows was like, ha, 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 this is nuts. And then I had the um, Sirius XMS progress um, appearance on John Fugelsang's show. I love John. I've known John for years. People were like, wow, that's such a great catch that you got that. I'm like, actually, I've known John. I'll cheat. I'll, t I'll admit it. I know John. I, I used to do comedy and I met John through comedy. Uh, I haven't done comedy in years and I'm okay. I don't like the lifestyle. So I'm, I'm happier being a full nerd and going into full nerdiness with, with uh, journalism. So we're going to go into a classic Fox News uh, clip. This is a condensed uh, monologue that was 15 minutes long where it was your classic Tucker Carlson complaining about how everybody was politicizing the hurricane and I basically took out all the air in this to show you that it's ultimately Tucker Carlson politicizing the hurricane. Here you go. But first, a step back. So when something this awful happens, something that affects the lives of millions of your fellow Americans, decent people step back for a moment. The one thing you don't do is immediately jump forward to score some sort of cheap and sleazy political point. Human. Of course, people are dying. So wait just a moment before putting forward your demands for more political power. No. But it's also, it's what everything is in this intensely politicized country. It's another opportunity to punish people who don't vote the right way. So these are the very same people, by the way, who cheered as illegal aliens were removed by force from Martha's Vineyard and sent to a military base. They called them trash. It's time to stop taking them seriously. Of course, they're not compassionate. They don't care about other people. What they care about is advancing the political power of the party they belong Life. to. No, it's the other reason to keep our border open. Why? These same people never tell China to open its borders. In fact, leaders of the Democratic Party defend China. They defend China. The same people who tell you that climate change is the most important issue in the world. China, of course, the main driver of climate change by their definition, carbon emissions. Those same people tell you that China's doing a great job and we're sinning. They definitely don't care about natural disasters. They just want power. And that's, what and that's why they just can't give it a break. They just can't let people die and their deaths be observed for what they are, which is a tragedy that demands reverence, not posturing, not another stupid political speech. So, okay, so Tucker Carlson, in that brief rant, it wasn't actually very brief, it was 15 minutes, the original, 
about how, you know, these horrible, evil Democrats in the media were politicizing a hurricane, discussed the U.S. southern border, government overreach, the Biden administration punishing certain voters, migrants, and China. None of those things have anything to do with the hurricane. So thank you very much, Tucker Carlson, for proving your own point. That was really amazing. Now, the rest, the next section is kind of long, but includes a lot of little short clips. And this is basically the bogus expert of the week section to end all bogus experts of the week. I don't even always have this section. Sometimes I have one, maybe two bogus experts. A bogus expert is someone who doesn't really know a lot about whatever they're talking about. So it'd be like if you asked me to go on and talk about college level gymnastics, I'd just be like, da, 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 da. I don't know anything about that. Like, I don't know anything about that. Or like dogs. I don't, like, dogs are cute. You, you know, you have me on about cats and you won't shut me up. Okay, so um, I do a voice for the regular vis- vi- listeners if you have listened to this podcast multiple times. And this is my voice that I do for bogus experts of the week. You know, because they're phony. They're fake. They're not real. And that's my um, Midwestern accent. And before anybody gets all worked up, and offended that I've insulted a group of people. I am that group of people. So you could just calm down. Um, I'm also Gen X. So sometimes I just say things. Oops. Uh, yeah, I'm not Gen Z or a millennial who are there. When I was in grad school, I was petrified, petrified the entire time that I was offending everybody in the room because a lot has changed in from gen z to gen x anyway and now like everything's offensive everything so i was just i lived in fear i lived in fear anyway so bogus experts of the week here we go the first one is joe pastardi his education is a bachelor's of science in meteorology his occupation is a meteorologist at weatherbell and the topic he discussed was climate change now this is unusual in that this bogus expert actually does have training, does have expertise. This is an unusual case. Bastardi, however, is considered a crazy person by most climate scientists. I found multiple, multiple websites dedicated to debunking this man. My favorite was one called skepticalscience.com. And like just super long articles basically saying he said this, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. I'm just going to go through a few highlights here before I play his clip. And um, actually, I don't have a clip for him. I do not have a media media clip for him. He was on multiple times, but he didn't say anything crazy enough to pull a clip from. So I'm just going to do an overview. He said uh, that the world was warmer in the 1930s. Uh, we did have a really hot year in 1934, but that's it. And all of the like record-breaking hot years have been in like the past couple decades. Uh, he says the human contribution of carbon dioxide is too small to have any effect. Pretty much every climate scientist is like, you're nuts. That's completely, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, He said global warming was caused by sunspots. That's a myth that has been easily debunked by NASA. And he predicted in 2011 that the global temperatures would drop to levels seen in the late 1970s. The exact opposite has happened. And this guy is such a like classic bogus expert that Media Matters even compiled a list of 10 scientists who criticized his views and appearances on Fox News. And I included a link in the newsletter. If you're wondering what this newsletter is that I speak of, it is on Substack. You don't have to follow along. 
I know some listeners uh, consume both the newsletter and the podcast. Some just do one or the other. But um, that's on my sub stack, which is Decoding Fox News, which is 100% free. Okay, the next expert is Laura Trump. Her education is a bachelor's degree in communications. She also studied at the French Culinary Institute. Her occupation, daughter-in-law to former President Donald J. Trump, informal spokesperson for the Trump family, and a frequent guest on Fox News. The topic she discussed was climate change. Now, I... they. I'm going to just say briefly, Laura, Laura Trump is one of my favorites on Fox because they trot her out for everything. If there is a topic, they're like Laura Trump and they just have her on because she's like part of the Trump family. But she never knows. Like she like, like my favorite was they had her on once uh, to talk about the teachers union, not schools, but the teachers union, which is pretty specific. And her credentials were we're going to hey, we're going to talk to Laura Trump a mother of two, about the teachers union. Her kids are two and four years old. So I don't know what union she's dealing with. She's not. Okay, they just make stuff up. So I'm just going to go ahead and play her clip. And it's self-explanatory. I grew up in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. I saw plenty of hurricanes growing up. When I was just a baby, 1984, Hurricane Diana came through, hit my home. That was a Category 4 storm. I have been through many hurricanes. I remember my mom, as a very little girl, she told me, watching an oak tree in her front yard in North Carolina, when Hurricane Hazel came through, Category four hurricane. We have seen this time and time again. You look- Okay, so what the heck was that? She lived in an area. She mentioned two storms that were category four. So somehow that means climate change isn't happening. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant argument, Laura Trump. Thank you so much for your contribution. Laura Trump mentioned a storm in 1984. Yes, she was two years old at the time of that storm. And then the other storm was witnessed by her mother. And I don't even know what like being a first hand witness to a hurricane is relevant to, to climate change, but she went, she tried it and she went for it and she did it. She believed it. Okay, next up, we have everybody's favorite, Stephen Miller. I'm being very sarcastic when I say everybody's favorite. His education was a bachelor's degree in political science. His occupation, former senior advisor to then-President Donald J. Trump and creator of the child separation policy at the U.S. southern border. Basically, pure evil. He's currently founder of the American First Legal. Topic discussed, climate change. So before Miller gets to the quotes I'm going to play for you, he brought up a few items. And those items would be the record, whatever that means, open borders, rampant crime, rampant inflation, empty store shelves where you can't get baby formula, the politics of demonization. And then he pivoted into fascism, because why not? They're accusing Republicans of being fascists and bigots and enemies of the state, abhorrent slanders, unforgivable libels. And it is just gross and unseemly to suggest Republicans are responsible for hurricanes. For the love of God, we've had extreme weather events since the beginning of time, through the whole of human history, the whole of Earth's history. As you mentioned, some of our most severe storms were a hundred years ago. To suggest that there's some magic Democrat plan Republicans are blocking to get rid of storms and hurricanes and ice, 
And floods? Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Miller has cracked the code. There were bad storms in the past, therefore, there's no way we are experiencing climate change. Amazing argument. Nobody could, nobody could touch it. I mean, that is ironclad. That is perfection. That is hermetically sealed in the U.S. Constitution with a bow on top. Amazing. Magnificent, really. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so the next person we have up who was included in this segment was Mike Huckabee, who was decidedly suddenly an expert, even though his education was a bachelor's degree in religion. His occupation is former governor of Arkansas, former presidential candidate, current political commentator and host of The Huckabee Show, a radio show with the Trinity Broadcast Network. And again, he's going to talk about climate change. Just going to play this one for you. It speaks for itself. This is Chef's Kiss Crazy. Stand that for the people on the far left, this whole idea of the climate and climate change, it's not a political issue. This is their religion. They are what Romans chapter 1, verse 25 talks about in the New Testament. They worship and serve the created things rather than the creator. And we have a group of people that are oblivious to the fact that we haven't had a major hurricane in two years. They look at this one as if it is a one-off event that is just the beginning of the apocalypse. It's so he's not even attempting an argument there. But I will give him points for actually using the expertise that he has, that being religion. He quoted the Bible. He talked about religion and cults and whatever. Bravo to you, Mike Huckabee, for at least staying in your lane. Now, this next person basically has the same argument or whatever that Huckabee just gave us, but also claims to be an expert. This man's name is Michael Schellenberger. Um, that cracked me up because that last name reminds me of many last names that I grew up around. That's um, a very, very German last name. So his education is a bachelor's degree from Peace and Global Studies program that's all I could get. And then an MA in anthropology. His occupation is a former public relations professional, currently author who focuses on climate change, nuclear power, and politics. He has also written several books that blame progressivism on homelessness, drug addiction, and mental illness, because none of those things existed until AOC came around. I'm kidding, but like that always cracks me up because like Drug addiction, really? Like, that's a new thing? It's not. It's not a new thing. Okay, so he discussed climate change. He actually has a bunch of books on climate change. Okay, this is another one. Now, did you notice in the education anything about meteorology or climate science? You did not. Schellenberger is a former progressive who went conservative. Why? I don't know. He claims he, like, saw the light and is, like, now hardcore conservative like borderline libertarian, like all the way out there. It could have been that he, you know, legitimately saw the light or it could be that he figured out he'd make a lot more money going this route because there's nothing the conservative uh, media world loves more than a former progressive. They love them. Um, he has a bunch of books. They've been debunked all over the place. I included some links in the newsletter. There's a lot going on with this man, but he does not have any science training he does not have any uh, training in climate science. He does not have any training in statistics or anything like that. So I'm kind of finding that a bit ridiculous that you could just like write books about a subject that you 
don't really deeply understand. I'm sorry. I don't think reading other people's data is enough. So um, he's not the only one. Fox has a number of people like Schellenberger um, on their show all the time. So here's the clip. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I, it's, it's become a religion, Laura. It's an apocalyptic religion. It's a kind of reversion to the sphere of the sky gods. It's a kind of, it's a kind of, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's a kind of pagan religion, this kind of irrational fear. And obviously- Okay, so this guy's supposed to be an author of several books where he claims he has all this data and evidence that debunks climate change. And yet when given the opportunity to just speak his mind on Fox News, he says it's a cult, it's a religion, it's paganism. Most people on Fox, you might get three to five minutes tops. Some guests only get two minutes. So trust me, they have it down what they're going to say. And I know for a fact that Fox probably tells them you're going to have two minutes. And these people literally practice exactly what they're going to say. Because you can tell. You can tell when they're on the show that there's no missed opportunity. It's like a little mini monologue. They get on and they just do their spiel and, and then Tucker or whatever thanks them and they go off. So the fact that he had... I hit a pretty brief segment, and that's what he says on the segment is very sketch. Now, um, I have another one that was an article that's literally called Article by Michael Schellenberger Mix Accurate and Inaccurate Claims to Support Misleading and Overly Simplistic Argumentation About Climate Change. Here's the statement from that article. Schellenberger, who is promoting a new book, outlines a series of claims about climate change. As the reviewers described below, several of these claims are accurate or partially accurate. However, others are inaccurate and misleading readers by lacking context and cherry-picking data while overlooking other relevant scientific studies. This was an article that was done by six scientists where they literally break everything down. If you want to read it, it's in the newsletter. It's hyperlinked. I thought it was really interesting that it was six scientists who all weighed in because they are not messing around. And I think they're getting really tired of people with no background in science and no background even in statistics, just like coming up with these theories. It's very annoying. It had would have to drive them crazy. And then these books that are written by, you know, like a journalist basically who doesn't have any science training will be a bestseller because it's just telling people what they want to hear. And then meanwhile, these people who are like dedicating their lives to the, the science, they might come across as like boring. They just don't have the charisma. So this next expert is a bit notorious. Uh, it's Candace Owens. Her education is she attended the University of Rhode Island, but she did not graduate. Her occupation is a conservative political pundit, creator of the Blexit Foundation, a movement that encourages black Americans to leave the Democratic Party. And here she is talking about climate change. She was the easiest person to debunk because she gets everything wrong in a very short time span. And I could debunk this in about three minutes. I'm going to break her statement up and debunk as we go because it is just it's probably the it's pretty bad. So here you go. There's no lobby, in my opinion, that should be laughed at harder than the climate lobby because they just keep being proven wrong. Now, when I was a kid, I was told it was global warming. Hide under your desk, kids. The polar bears are going to drown because there's global warming. But they stopped using that language around 2011 because accidentally the Earth started to cool and disproved their narrative. Okay, that is not true. The Earth did not start to cool. The Earth is getting hotter. It's getting hotter pretty much almost every single year. Um, it's actually heating up at a rate that it's never heated up before. So that is false, what she just said. Um, I have some links again in the newsletter about that. Uh, the term global warming was changed to climate change 
because it's going to be, uh, we're already seeing it. In some areas, it's getting drier. In some areas, it's getting wetter. In some areas, the storms are getting intensified. Sea levels are rising. Glaciers are receding and melting. So there's a lot more going, growing seasons are changing. So it's a lot more than just warming, which is why they changed the term. That's it. Before my generation, by the way, Tucker, there was a generation that was told global cooling was going to spell the end of the world, except what happened was they were proven wrong and the earth started to warm. There, yeah, right. There was the ozone layer. Remember the ozone layer, the hole in the ozone layer. Yes. Oops, that actually wasn't a tragedy. And so they moved on. Incorrect. The reason why the hole in the ozone layer is no longer a pressing issue is due to the adoption of the Montreal Protocol on Substances that Deplete the Ozone Layer on September 16, 1987. Basically, multiple countries phased out the use of ozone-depleting substances, including chlorofluorocarbons, also known as CFCs, and the hole in the ozone layer shrank to the point that was no longer dangerous. What happened with the ozone layer is actually an environmentalism success story. There was the acidic oceans. There was, there was going to be acidic rain because the oceans were acid. Oops, that didn't happen, so they moved on. Also incorrect. In the past 200 years, there has been a 30% increase in the acidity of the world's ocean, which was caused by the increase of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Acid rain has become less of a problem due to a reduction in sulfur dioxide that was part of the 1990 Clean Air Act. They've been wrong over and over and over again. Their climate models are a complete fraud, and yet they're still allowed to look you in the face when a natural disaster strikes and tell you, well, you know, I know we've been wrong forever and we've never once gotten it right, but give us your money anyways. These people are sick. So Candace Owens is the last of that section, but I just want to point out how when she, her delivery is very classic far right or right wing, and that she just talks really loud, talks really fast, and is like a machine gun in her delivery, so you can't get an, a word in edgewise. Everything she said was inaccurate. Everything she said was inaccurate, except for the polar bears. They've weirdly rebounded. Nobody's really sure why. But like everything else she said was just flat out inaccurate. I could, I debunked her too in like two minutes. It took me nothing to find that information. Now, if she was in a proper debate setting, she'd be destroyed with that, with that argument. She'd absolutely be destroyed. They just crush her. But she doesn't go into debate situations. She just goes in, in situations where she can stand on a soapbox and just scream at people. And she's notorious. She made a terrible, terrible quote about Hitler that is not included in the newsletter. But if you want to just, ugh, she's not, yeah, she said some pretty awful things. And she's also promoted a lot of conspiracy theories. So I am not a fan of Candace Owens. So this next section is about Tucker Carlson's bizarro obsession with Vladimir Putin and defense of Russia. You will also hear Will Kane in some of these clips as Will Kane substituted for uh, Tucker Carlson on Friday. The Nord Stream pipelines, which are enormous Russian-owned conduits that carry natural gas from Russia to Western Europe, have been breached. Vladimir Putin may be evil. They tell us that he is evil. But is he stupid? Probably isn't stupid. It is true that blowing up Nord Stream does not help Vladimir Putin. He would not do that. Why would he? I have to ask, could the Biden administration really do something like this? We can't say for sure. We don't know for sure. So that was from the same day that the pipeline was sabotaged. And this is from the very next day when after Tucker Carlson received a little bit of blowback from his crazy of instantly, he basically instantly blamed um, President Biden without any proof and instantly defended Vladimir Putin also with no proof. We know who probably didn't do it 
Whatever you think of him, Vladimir Putin, he may be evil, but he's not stupid. So who did this? Well, we don't know. We do know it was just a few months ago that Joe Biden promised to, quote, bring an end to those pipelines. So based on the evidence, the likely suspect is not Vladimir Putin. Obviously, blame Putin for whatever you want. But he clearly didn't do this. If you suggest that the Daily Mail, which we love, but they just ran this headline, quote, what Putin could gain from blowing up the Nord Stream gas pipeline. What? The article noted that, quote, conspiracy theories abound. The conspiracy theory being, if you suspect that maybe Putin didn't do it, you're crazy. Okay, the paper that he referenced is hardly liberal. That's a very uh, right-leaning publication, and they were probably openly criticizing Tucker Carlson without using his name when they brought that up. Now, again, we can't say who did it. We're pretty sure who didn't do it. And telling us otherwise is just too insulting, actually. Save it for dumb people. And this next clip is Will Kane subbing for Tucker Carlson. He repeated a lot, like almost verbatim, of what Tucker Carlson said, so I haven't included that. But he does make a bizarro point right here. There's no reason for him to sacrifice his leverage over Europe by destroying his own pipeline. On the other hand, we all know who is capable of shutting down his own pipeline. That would be Joe Biden and the Keystone XL pipeline. Okay, that is absolute lunacy. Now, the Keystone XL pipeline did not exist. It was more of an idea. A tiny percentage of it had been built, and it was stopped really before it ever happened. The Keystone XL pipeline was an extension of a pre-existing pipeline. Now, let me break this down. Please write this down if you have to. The U.S. uses 19 million barrels of oil a day. The Keystone XL pipeline would have transported about 900,000 barrels of oil a day, which is 4.7% of our total daily use. The oil that was transported from Canada, not the United States, through the United States, out through the Gulf of Mexico, is fairly filthy industrial. It's a different kind of oil. We would not turn that into gasoline. So that is the story of the Keystone XL pipeline that Fox has completely warped, completely changed to the savior of our, you know, high gasoline prices. They've completely misrepresented how the commodities markets works. I lose my mind every time they bring that thing up because it is just a pack of lies. Okay, I feel better now. I have to get that out every now and then. I have to have like a Keystone XL pipeline moment. Here we go. Oh, by the way, our economy tanked. History has shown, in fact, that from Japan to Syria to Russia, sanctions don't deter, they provoke. And maybe that's the goal. It's the only way to achieve regime change in Russia, which is the stated goal of the Biden administration. No, it is not. Okay, that's all I'm going to say, because this is ridiculous. They're taking a gaffe the president made and they're turning it into our policy. That is not our policy. We had a tentative agreement to end this war. Ukraine could have kept its territory. All they had to do was promise not to become a NATO member because NATO wants to remove Putin from power. But the Biden administration and the UK vetoed that deal. So when I was watching that on my computer on Friday, I sat there and screamed, lies, lies, lies. There was no peace agreement between Ukraine and Russia in April where Ukraine would keep all its territory, but then the U.S. and U.K. stepped in because of NATO. Where on earth did he get that? There is one video on YouTube, on YouTube, 
where he got that from a person that I would describe as a propagandist who frequently makes every excuse to defend Russia. This is an American journal journalist, I'm putting in quotes, named Aaron Maté, who is notorious. This is why I do not like the far left. And I would put Aaron Maté in the far left, in the tinfoil hat left. I made a tweet. So it upset some people. I don't, don't really care. The far left is problematic. Now, the far right has far more money, far more influence. You would, I would say like 100 to 1. I mean, it's that unbalanced. But every now and then, something from the far left makes it all the way over to the far right. And this is a great example of it. Why is it only one person has this story? And it happens to be Aaron Mate, someone who's constantly, constantly making excuses for Russia and, and has told what I would say would be, again, my opinion, a completely false narrative about the Syrian civil war as well. People tend to get defensive when I say far left because they don't realize how far left I'm going. I'm going like tinfoil hat. Every other thing is deep state. Every other thing is a conspiracy theory. They are the only ones that have these crazy wacky stories and somehow Putin and Russia is always the hero. I mean, like, if you've seen the super, super far left, there's an account that I follow called Matthew Dimitri. He covers them. Woo! I mean, again, it's always... Everything is the U.S., we're pure evil, and Russia is always this victim of this evil, mean country called the United States. These are Americans, mind you, but they are so far to the left that they often sound exactly like Tucker Carlson. And I've seen Tucker Carlson, like, defend the gray zone. I've seen him directly do that and Max Blumenthal on his show. Then you've got Glenn Greenwald that's in this bizarro world of what the heck is he? He's just on Tucker Carlson all the time now at this point. He's basically right wing. So you've got all this craziness that's happened. And yeah, I hate the extremes. I cannot stand them because the horseshoe is real. Now I'm all worked up. We're going to play the last clip, which is on fascism. I had some funny clips, but we don't have room for them. There was just too much stuff this week. So very briefly, uh, Italy had an election and the far right party won. Basically a fascist party. So this is alarming for a number of reasons. And of course, Fox went nuts. They were they were overjoyed. Here's some clips. Maloney was no radical. Her views would have seemed perfectly ordinary just a decade ago. So that's the person who's being described all over American television, including on channels that should know better, as, quote, far right. And it's simple. If you want to establish totalitarian control over a country, of course you have to destroy the family first. So if you want absolute obedience, you have to sever family ties. And that's why state schools brainwash your children with values that you despise and then instruct your children to turn you in as a thought criminal if you object. That's a radical message. God, family, country. That's not Fascist bad. means unacceptable. Whatever this chick is saying, you're not allowed to agree with. Of God, family, and country. Uh, Congressman... So right after those two clips aired, I said the GOP is going to embrace this. They're going to make it their slogan. This is Representative Jim Banks. Why does Georgia Maloney scare Biden so much? Why, why are they so worried about her? And how is that diplomatic after she just won? Well, he's exactly right. The Democrats should be afraid. I mean, this is a worldwide example of what's coming to America on November 8th in the midterm. Here you have Georgia Maloney talking about God, country, and family. It turns out that's a winning recipe in elections, just like it's going to be a winning recipe for elections in November. As, as Biden puts God, country, and families last, 
in the policies that he's put in place over the last couple of years. So that that when he talks about fascism and because I, because because the new prime minister in Italy is talking about that, that that tells you everything that you need to know. If Republicans focus on God, country and family and America first policies in America, we're not going to just win the, the majority. We're going to win big, solid majorities we can keep for a long time to come if we focus on that recipe that Maloney teaches us from so far away. Okay, remember how they got angry when we called when Biden called them semi-fascists and now they're like full fascist and have no problem with it. <laughs> oh, I wish I, I wish I wasn't right, but I said they're going to embrace that. That was the next day. The next day, Representative Jim Banks went on Ingram and was like, "What a great slogan. Let's use it. That's wonderful. That's America first. Oh, my goodness. Okay, the next section, very briefly, is stories that Fox thought were newsworthy that were not newsworthy. Very quickly, Lizzo, a recording artist, flautist, rapper, singer, played a flute. And all of the right wing freaked out because she's a black woman. Okay, next one is the accidental shooting on the set of the movie Rust. It, they just keep tr hoping that, you know, Alec Baldwin will go to prison for life, which is highly unlikely. Um... That's it. There was a little development in it, but that's it. It's still not newsworthy, in my opinion. The stories that Fox News ignored every week, I compare 15 hours of Fox with five hours of PBS. Um, this is so crazy. I'm just going to have to very, very brief briefly, because this podcast is a little over time. So there was a gunman who had a school shooting in Russia. He had a swastika on his shirt. Edward Snowden is now a um, Russian citizen. Edward Snowden was a former U.S. intelligence contractor. Some people view him as a hero. Some people view him as a traitor. Just leave it at that. Investigators from the U United Nations have confirmed war crimes in Ukraine. Not mentioned at all on Fox. I even did a search for war crimes. Did not come up. So there was 13 reportedly killed uh, Kurdish people by Iran. They're blaming the protests in Iran on Kurds, which is very unfair. A suicide bomber killed 19 in Afghanistan. A 90-year-old Catholic cardinal, along with five others, was arrested in Hong Kong regarding a fund he set up for the pro-democracy protesters. Cuban voters, as was mentioned in the lead, um, approved of same-sex marriage and adoption. And they also, and this is very rare, broke out in the streets of Havana over power outages. That's that's that's. That's exciting. Whenever they have a protest, because it's illegal to protest in Cuba, I'm always like, yay, go. Okay, so Pfizer seeks approval for COVID-19 booster. Uh, Brett Favre is involved in a horrible scandal with uh, welfare in the state of Mississippi. Some funds were misappropriated, used incorrectly. Um, he's a favorite on Fox News, so that was exciting. And of course, they didn't mention it. The, what I was mentioning in the lead, again, was Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers, who was involved in January 6th. He is facing a seditious conspiracy. Jenny Thomas also mentioned the lead. She was interviewed by the January 6th committee. North Korea fired a couple of missiles. Yippee ki yay, -yay they're ballistic missiles. Um, there was a state funeral held for the slain former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in Japan, and it drew protests um, because some people were angry at the cost and just didn't think it was appropriate. There was a scandal brewing in the chess community over cheating. Um, that involves Hans Niemann and another player named Magnus Carlsen. The British pound plummeted after the new prime minister said, you know what, we're going to cut taxes on everything. And that caused everybody to get mad and say, what are you, crazy? And the, uh, the value of the pound plummeted compared to the U.S. dollar. 
All 50 states plus D.C. and Puerto Rico greenlit a move for EV charging networks to go forward, covering 75,000 miles of highway. And of course, Fox News is not going to mention that. Um, There's also a new commitment to hunger by the White House in the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. And they are going to dedicate $8 billion for that, which is great. Um, There's some hope in a new experimental Alzheimer drug. And finally, the last story was a long-term CBS correspondent named Bill Plant died at the age of 84. So that's a lot of stories that I saw in five hours of PBS NewsHour that were not even mentioned on Fox. And that tells you a lot of what a typical Fox viewer is seeing. I included the graphs um, that I always do. Those are visual, not audio. The word count was very, very odd. It was very, very um, lopsided, very strange this week. Um, Putin and DeSantis got almost equal time. Inflation and Ukraine were both mentioned 55 times. Trump, 96 times. And then intensity of storms twice. Climate cult twice. Hunter Biden twice. AOC always makes the list and she was mentioned twice. So coming up, we have, I'm going to be doing Fox and Friends first hour of that, The Five and Jesse Waters primetime since I haven't watched him in a while. And tomorrow I should have it because it's halfway written. I just have to pull some quotes from my transcript of this character, this woman who appeared on Tucker Carlson for like a split second. And I went, who is that? And guess what? She's got ties to white nationalism. Ah, yet again, that trend is happening on Tucker Carlson tonight. Thanks so much for listening.